by a raised hand tonight, any unspoken needs that God knows about that you want God to continue to work in your heart and life with? Amen. Amen. All over. Thank you for being so honest before God. Is Amen. As God, as God already knows all of our hearts and our needs and our burdens. Would you bow your heads with me now for prayer? Heavenly Father, we're so grateful and thankful for this privilege that you give us this day, this hour, to come together again in the name of our Lord, Jesus Christ. I would ask you, Father God, if it be your will that you would meet with us tonight through the anointing of the Holy Spirit for this message, for this word. Lord God, it's your word and it's a living word, God, tonight and allow it to live in our hearts. I pray, God, for all the many needs that were mentioned tonight. We had many raised hands tonight for unspoken prayer needs. And, Father, you know those needs. You know those burdens. And, Father God, would you work in those needs in a special way, an anointed way, as only you can, Father. May you right that which is wrong, and may, Father, you level that which is uneven. And, God, may you bring peace to those who are in turmoil. And God, we'll give you praise for all that you do. For we're surely thankful. And Father God, we're tonight grateful that we can love each other because you first loved us. Have your will and your way, Father, in all needs and all situations. And we'll praise you in the name of our Lord Jesus. Amen. If you will, turn with me in the book of Psalms, the Old Testament book of Psalms. I'm going to be sharing with you just a couple of introductory verses out of Psalm 121. Psalm 121, verse 1 and 2 is what I'm going to read to you, and then I'm going to go back into the main portion of the text. But it, it goes without saying how important this is that we would cover these verses first and share how important it is to have hope and help in Christ. Psalm 121, verse 1, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. May God bless the reading of His Word. Just two verses, and they complement each other so well because surely they're a definition of where a believer needs to be living. Every one of us has burdens. Every one of us has a need for help from God every day. You know, in all actuality, speaking of the physics of our lives, there is really no true reason any of us would be living today if it were not for the grace of God in the breath we have. But God chooses for us to be here. God chooses for us to as well have the breath of life within us tonight. And as we rest and as we share His love, may God be praised through it. It's my deepest prayer. If you have your Old Testament Bibles with me, turn to the uh, Old Testament book of 1 Samuel. is where I'm going to share with you the main text tonight. I'm going to be in chapter 16. 1 Samuel chapter 16 beginning in verse 1. And the Lord said unto Samuel, 
How long will thou mourn for Saul? Will thou mourn for Saul, seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel? Fill thine horn with oil and go, where I will send thee to Jesse, the Bethlehemite, for I have provided me a king amongst his sons. It says in verse 2, And Samuel said, How can I go if Saul hear it? He will kill me. And the Lord said, Take a heifer and thee, and I am come to sacrifice to the Lord. And in verse 3, And call Jesse to the sacrifice, and I will show thee what thou shalt do. And thou shalt anoint unto me him whom I name unto thee. In verse 4, And Samuel did that which the Lord spake, and came to Bethlehem. And the elders of the town trembled at his coming, and said, Comest thou peaceably? You see, we have to stop and remember in that town of Bethlehem, in that area near Judea, just as it would be in our community, when you find somebody that comes to your neighborhood that you've never seen before, you're always curious about why they come. And that's exactly how these people were. And that was the concern that there was to see these come, being Samuel, and that's why he'd asked that these sacrifices be brought to be joined together. And Jesse again being asked in verse 3, And I will show thee what thou shalt do, and thou shalt anoint unto me him whom I name unto thee. Instructions given by Samuel to Jesse, a powerful man of God. And Samuel did that which the Lord spake and came to Bethlehem. And the elders of the town trembled at his coming and said, Comest thou peaceably? I want to read that again because so many times when we see strangers, we don't really have an initial peace in our heart and spirit, do we? Because we wonder why they're there, and we also wonder many times what they're there for. And surely these people were just like we are today, curious about why they come. If we look at verse 5, And he said peaceably, as he answered the question, I am come to sacrifice unto the Lord, to sanctify yourselves and come with me to the sacrifice. And he sanctified Jesse and his sons and called them to the sacrifice. And it came to pass when they were come that he looked on Eliab and said, Surely the Lord's anointed is before him. Now Eliab is one of Jesse's sons. But the Lord said unto Samuel, Look not on his countenance or on the height of his statue, because I have refused him. For the Lord seeth not as a man seeth, for a man looketh on the outside with appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. Then Jesse called Abinadab and made him pass before Samuel, and he said, Neither hath the Lord chosen this. In verse 9, then Jesse made Shemal come by, and he said, Neither hath the Lord chosen this. In verse 10, again, Jesse made seven of his sons to pass before Samuel, and Samuel said unto Jesse, The Lord hath not chosen these. I want to stop there for just a moment. In ministry, if there's one thing that you wake up to every day, is knowing that if you're not walking as close as you can walk in the will of the Lord God, the whole day will surely seem as meaningless to you. 
Now, I say that and I've had others differ with me because we all have days that are not perfect days. But what I mean by that is this. If I find during my day, whether it be at work or whether it be uh, speaking a message or whatever I may be doing, if, if I find it's not a situation where I feel like in some way I'm in the will of the Lord doing it or the Lord's inspired me to do it, uh, I really feel like there's too much of myself in it. Do you know where I'm coming from? And that's a lot like I believe that Jesse was here in this circumstance. Because you see, Jesse had brought forward all of these sons before Samuel, and yet each one were declined as not to be the one that would be anointed against king to replace the kingdom of Saul. As we go look further, we understand in verse 7, in the latter part, as he shares with us that verse that we hear so many times for man looks on the outside of a man, but only the Lord looks upon the heart. Every one of us have heard that, and every one of us in some way have been guilty of also working against that very verse. Because when we see or greet or meet someone, just like I share with you about a stranger walking into town or into your community or down your street near your home or maybe a stranger knocking on the door of your home, The first thing you are is apprehensive about why are they there. And I'm sure that's what Jesse was starting to feel was why would God's own anointed, being Samuel, call me to come to Bethlehem and anoint me as well as to pray and anoint my sons as we have just read and yet Each one of my sons that I have had to stand before Jesse, the Lord has not chosen thereof. You know, I stop and think when I study Scripture, I try to put myself and my life into some of the Scripture and passages so I can get a deeper understanding of how it would react to me if I were in that circumstance. And surely, these verses are like that. We can easily place ourselves in there knowing that we, as we stand before the anointed being Samuel, and we walk by him and he calls us out and down that we are not the one that God has called as being his anointed. said unto Samuel, look upon the countenance of this first one, this a tall height and a strong statue. But you see, that's not who God was looking for. That was not to be God's anointed. God's chosen to lead the people, God's people of Israel. And it tells us again here in verse 10, And again, Jesse made seven of his sons to pass before Samuel. And Samuel said unto Jesse, The Lord hath not chosen these seven sons. And I'm sure Jesse was so proud of every one of his sons. I can almost see as a father, Jesse looking over at Samuel's eyes as Samuel looked at these fine men. And remember, just a few moments before, Samuel had anointed each one of them, had to sacrifice. But quickly, Samuel said after each one passed, this is not God's chosen. This is not God's chosen. Repeated seven times. In verse 11, And Samuel said unto Jesse, Are here all thy children? And he said, Well, there remaineth yet the youngest. And behold, he keepeth the sheep. And Samuel said unto Jesse, Send and fetch him, for we will not sit down 
till he come hither. Jesse has eight sons. We notice already that the eighth son was busy in the field tending the sheep. Some of you may have been raised on farms. I was not. But I have been at farms and have helped on farms. And if you work all day in the field or all day on the farm or all day with the hogs or the pigs, when you come before somebody in the evening, it's time for a bath. Amen. And I'm sure that wasn't any exception at all when Samuel asked Jesse to go fetch that eighth son, the youngest son. And he says here, as we read in the latter part of verse 11, send and fetch him for we will not sit down until he comes. That showed determination on the fact that Samuel knew whom God had already called. And verse 12 says, And he sent and he brought him in. And here's his description. Compare it, if you will, to the other brothers. Now he was ruddy and withal of a beautiful countenance. And goodly to look to, and the Lord said, Arise, anoint him, for this is he. Now, if we stop for just a moment and look at this description, we find that this complexion was not one that could be accepted or either rejected, for this complexion had no imperfections as well as this complexion. It had no outward beauty, did it? You see, what made this anointing complete was this individual, this eighth son, of Jesse was the one that God had called to be king over all of Israel. And Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brethren. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. So Samuel rose up and he went on forth to Ramah. Samuel's calling of the Lord had passed, hadn't it? He had anointed and he had shared whom the next king after Saul's death would be, and he had anointed and called David to be king over Israel. When we read these verses, and as I studied through those verses again today, and I prayed and I sought God, if there's one thing, beloved, that I kept learning from every verse I read is, is where does my life as a believer, as a Christian, fit within these verses? Where does your life as a Christian believer, where do you fit within these verses? You see, because it's not verses about a, a, a person's strength physically. It's not verses about a person's outward appearance. I thank God for that on my behalf. I thank God that what God was looking for was a man after God's own heart, which David was said to be. And you know, as I know the life of David, as I read in the Old Testament Scriptures, and you as well, if there's one thing I know about David, he's a lot like me. And he's a lot like all of us. He wasn't a perfect man by no means. He had a medial job, didn't he? Keeping the sheep out in the field. An important job, but wasn't recognized by very many people. But I'm sure every sheep out there loved him and knew him. They knew his voice also, did they not? But as I stop and think and, and say, God, how does this fit and how, how does my life be included in these verses and these passages, Father? I have to stop first and ask God to humble me. Because you see, I'm sure the most humbled one standing, David. 
You see, all David knew was the tending of the sheep. While David was out and tending sheep, he had no understanding, I'm sure, that someone would be sent to call him from the field, to bring him forth, to of all people, Samuel, the anointed one of God. And his father would call him in, Jesse, and would call him to walk into this prominence area where his other seven brothers were already standing there that had been already anointed by Samuel. But yet, each one as they passed by, we recall from the Scriptures, God said, that's not my chosen one. I'm going to try to tell you something, and I don't know if I can tell you without breaking down. But there's not a day in my life that I don't pray and ask God to give me strength because... But there are so many people in this world that could do so much better at what I try to do for the Lord. I tell you that tonight with humbleness because I see so many fine men and women of God that are able to do so much more than I ever could imagine. And so many that are called by God, but so many that don't answer the calling of God. And you know, as I pray and I ask God to help me with that each day, And I mean every day, seven days a week, 365 days every year. God, why me? What today, Lord, do You have in my path? Who, Lord, do You have in my path that I can do better than anyone else You could call? And you know, I think sometimes a little bit, that's the way David felt, don't you? He came from the field. He didn't come into the building cleaned up with fresh clothes on and anointed, did he? If he was anointed with anything at that point, he was anointed with the smell of the sheep, for he was a shepherd of the pasture. He'd been tending the fields and the flocks. You know, sometimes I kind of look at myself spiritually and say, God, I don't know how you can stand me for the smell. Lord, how can you use me? Lord, how can You use any of us? How can You allow us, God, the most righteous God, to do anything for You even if it's nothing but a simple prayer at a meal table? And that's what I want you to gather tonight is the way many times we perceive who God calls and who God desires to serve Him. We have it all wrong. You see, God's going to always call upon those who know that they're weak in strength. God's going to always call, beloved, those that feel like that without God, they'll never be able to accomplish what God wants them to. You see, that person, beloved, will always know that without God's help, nothing will ever get accomplished in that day. And without God's help, without God's help, they know, I know, we know, that all we have is a meek strength that will never accomplish what God is able to do with somebody maybe even around us as a spouse or as a friend or a brother or sister. Some years ago, I'll tell you a true story. I got a phone call from a local church, and that church asked me if I would come and speak on a Sunday morning. And I told the pastor there I would pray about it. And he said, what do you mean pray about it? It's Friday already. I need to know if you will come Sunday morning and speak. And I told him I would pray about it. He said, okay, give me a call if you don't mind. Let me know by Saturday the very next morning. 
And all night long, without sleep, I prayed. And you know, as I prayed, all night long I worked and I fended off the devil. All night long. And why did I fend off the devil? Because all I could imagine in my mind all night long as I sat there awake trembling, God, why would you want me to share your word before these people? And I believe it was about just before first light, before I ever got God's answer. And God said this, I don't need you to come and speak to these people. This pastor, Billy, don't need you to come and speak to these people. But Billy, I desire you and want you to come and speak to these people for they need to hear not of you but of me. And you know, I gained a revelation that hour of the morning. And I knew then, and I've known ever since, if God calls you, God will give you the words, God will give you the strength, God will give you the bearance to do exactly what He's asked you to do. And beloved, I say that tonight with 10,000% faith. Because God has never failed. I like to say it like this. Jesus never fails. Every time I've had a need, every time I've had a situation where I've stood before people at a church or whether it be people in a meeting or whether it be I sit before a microphone before hundreds of thousands, there's one thing I always think about. God, go before me. God, lead me. Father God, guide me so that Your will may be accomplished. But you see, I want you to know this too, and if I didn't say this or add this in, I wouldn't be telling you the whole story. There's never a time I'll come before you at this meeting place as we are tonight. There's never a time I'll ever stand at a pulpit at any church. There's never a time that I'll never bow my heads at a table praying over a meal that God's blessed us with that I'm not humbled in knowing God's words as He spoke to me that early hour that morning with, Billy, I don't need you, but I surely desire you to do what I've asked you to do. Sounds just like a good father, doesn't it? You know, my earthly father, he was the kind of man that did everything himself If the house needed a roof, we were getting shingles. If the plumbing was leaking, we were over at the store buying pipe. If the brakes on the car started squiggling, we were around to the auto store over there getting a set of brake shoes to put on the car that weekend. He always did everything himself. And, you know, at that time, it didn't seem like much of a blessing to me, but every time that he had to do any of these tasks, us three boys, me being the oldest of three boys, we were right there beside him. And, you know, 
I can't honestly say I always enjoyed it because work is work. But I do know one thing. My daddy would never tell us to come and help him do anything. He'd always say, I need to do this. And if you'd like to come and help me, I sure would appreciate it. And I say that tonight because it brings back such fond memories. But also, it sounds a lot like the way God speaks to my heart still. You see, God in your life, beloved, in mine, He sure would like for you to come down this pathway of life with Him. He sure would like for you to walk with Him as He gives His declaration that He'll walk with you if you trust Him. There's people tonight that will hear this message somewhere in the world that won't understand who this Jesus I speak of even is. There may be people in this place tonight that don't know anything or understand anything about this Jesus I talk about. And you know, to a point, that's okay. But you know what I'm thankful for? I'm thankful that the Holy Ghost speaks the Word of God to the hearts of the lost. You see, beloved, I can preach and I can teach and I can share this blessed book with you all night long. But if there's one thing I'll never do is I'll never speak to your heart unless the Holy Ghost anoints it. It'll never happen. It's totally impossible for all I can speak to is your ears. But our Heavenly Father, through the Holy Spirit, speaks unto your heart. And I would ask if you would, each one of you, to bow your heads with me at this point of invitation in the service. Father, we're thankful and we're so privileged to be here this day. I would ask you, Father God, that you would speak to the hearts of the lost around us. Lord, I know with all that will hear this message, Father God, there's many, many, many people that do not know the plan of salvation, have maybe never even heard the sweet name of Jesus. Lord God, speak to their hearts this moment, this hour, God, if it be Your will. Lord God, allow this to be their day of salvation, I pray. I pray, God, for those whom are backslidden, those, Father God, that may be lost, that maybe once were on fire for God, doing the work and doing the will that You'd call them to do, Father, but they've grown cold and maybe distant. And maybe, Lord God, their relationship is nowhere what it once was with You. Father, would You renew their spirit? Oh God, would You just speak tonight at this moment to their hearts? Lord, if there's anything that tonight we can glean and we can take home with us from this message, It's surely just as David, as he was chosen and anointed by Samuel. God, if you call us, you have also anointed and chosen us to have life and to have life everlasting. And God, may we rejoice. May we be thankful with a heart filled with thanksgiving. And knowing, God, that you love us so much that you were willing to send your son to a cross to take upon himself on that cross the sin debts of all of this world and there perpetuation, a sacrifice was made 
so that, Father, tonight, as unworthy as we are, we can receive that free gift and have everlasting life with you. Lead us, Father God, guide us, and always direct our paths so that we may remain fruitful and firm and strong as we follow your will. I ask and pray these needs and blessings, God, upon each one that's here. And tonight, Father, we come and we pray all things in the name above all names. We pray tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. This concludes tonight's live worship service. We pray that by the power of the Holy Spirit, each one listening has been blessed through the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. We invite you to join us back again next week for another live outreach worship service as we together continue praising Jesus Christ. Those tonight who have made decisions to follow Christ, desiring additional biblical resources, or anyone with special prayer concerns are personally invited to visit the Praising Jesus ministry website. The web address is www.praisingjesus.org. That address again is www.praisingjesus.org. We want to thank each of you tonight for listening. We invite you back again next week as together we seek God to guide, mold, and speak to our hearts and lives through the power of the Holy Spirit. Good night and may God bless each of you is my prayer.